Hello, and welcome to the East Anglian Theatre Podcast. to another wonderful installment of the podcast that takes a good concept like promoting theatre in East Anglia and cheapens it somewhat by allowing an unqualified bellend like me to host. But what kind of intro is that? Hi everyone, my name is Ray Tempesta and I am the aforementioned host with the most nagging sense of self-doubt. In each episode I carry out an interview with those involved in companies performing locally and give you a brief flavour of what other shows are happening in the region too. But all good things come to those who wait, apparently. We'll see about that. First, I've got to tell you about the podcast's social media stuff in the vain hope that anyone's listening. The East Anglian Theatre Podcast has a Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and an embarrassing TikTok account. And I kind of have to, because without the stats to prove how deeply unpopular I am, with a face as adorable as this, how else would I keep my self-esteem so low? But seriously, give them a follow, a share, maybe even boost the algorithm by commenting with your opinions. Gosh, the possibilities are endless. I also have a website, eatpod.co.uk. That's E-A-T-pod.co.uk. Here you'll find all previous episodes of the podcast, plus the reviews that I produce from time to time, and a page to contact me if you want to feature as a guest, or if you simply want to give me a morale boost and tell me how much you love what I do. <sighs> One day... Anyway, let's move on to section one, where normally I'd tell you a bit about what I've been up to in the world of theatre lately. However, on this occasion, you get blessed relief from my usual brand of pitiful nonsense, as I honestly haven't been up to much other than recording and editing podcast episodes, of which there's been a lot lately, and also rehearsing for the last quiz night on Earth. Now, there isn't a lot to tell you about that show at this stage. We're all still on our books and just about getting to grips with things, so I'm going to skip over section one this time and move straight on to the main feature, the interview. And this time, I'd like to introduce you to two guests, Ella Dorman-Geitch and Maddie Corner, who are currently in the middle of a mini-tour of a play called Trade, which was written by Ella in Norwich. Their production has received rave reviews on its previous sellout run in London, and they're bringing Trade to Norwich on the 13th of April. So, without further ado, let's have a chat with Ella and Maddie, shall we? Hi there, Ella and Maddie. It's lovely to speak to you. Now, you're here to talk about the rather successful play, Trade, that you've written, which is heading to the Norwich Arts Centre shortly. But rather than me giving a half-assed explanation about what it's about, how about we hear it from the horses' mouths, as it were? (laughs) Great. Um, Thank you so much for having us on the podcast. Uh, Yeah, it's really exciting to be coming back to Norwich with this one. So, Trade is a play exploring uh, a very murky and perilous underground world. And it's told through the lens of a morally complex female protagonist. Um, And it explores the European sex trafficking industry spanning Bosnia to London. Most of it is actually set in London. So a lot of it explores prejudices we have against Eastern European migrants, um, but how actually entrenched it is into into the city. And a lot of it is exploring that. Uh, But the core of the narrative is about a young woman who has no choice but to climb the ladder within it in order Mm -hmm. to get like sort of gain any autonomy because every other part of her life has been put in under threat um so it's about what we do in times of crisis and it's about 
how the line between victim and perpetrator isn't always clean cut and you know two truths can exist within that and sometimes in a very toxic environment like the one we're exploring victims are pushed to do terrible things as well that's a very long-winded way of saying it um but anyway I I actually originally wrote the play in Norwich so it feels very apt to be coming back here at the last leg of our tour and it's Mm. directed by the very wonderful Maddie Corner who's who's also on this talk with me now so Maddie how did you come to be involved in in this project so it was about it was three years ago now um, and I was doing my final grad show at Drama Centre London. I did the directing course there and I was speaking to a friend of mine who'd been running these writers for stage groups because um, I really wanted to do an original play. And I asked her, I was like, do you know anybody that's creating some exciting work at the moment? And she put me in contact with Ella and was like, there's this woman, she's incredible. You have to get in contact. Um, so then we had, it was kind of like round lockdown time. <laughs> so we had a Zoom, very fitting. Ella spoke to me about her play and then I read it and it, it was incredible. So then I did it for my my third year grad show at Drama Centre. And then we did it uh we debuted it in London professionally last year at Omnibus and then obviously now it's on the tour so it's been it's been a really great journey and Ella's been very generous in letting me like dramaturgically work with her on it and the the script and the production has evolved each time which has been like a really rewarding process. It's obviously quite a weighty subject matter with this one and it, it sounds a bit of a stupid question but it's obviously an issue you care about and and feel passionately about so is that your reason for for writing a play about the subject? Yeah, I suppose I was very struck by the devastating statistics of enslaved people um, and trafficked people. I mean, there are more trafficked people and overall there are more enslaved people living right now than there ever have been at any other point in history. Um, There's estimated around 50 million people and a big proportion of those are trafficked for the sex trade and 99% of those are women. So, you know, when you boil it down to those those numbers, but I do feel that numbers and articles and statistics, you know, they're a very dry way of getting people to engage with this issue. Like I enjoy working in plays and drama because I feel that's what makes people emotionally engage with with these issues and telling of stories gives light to the complexities of these issues and it's not they're not always black and white there's also something magical about in a world with phones and technology we're always so overly stimulated and like we might read an article but we'll spend what like two minutes and then I don't know something off the phone will go off or get a message through whereas I think that's what's beautiful about this format is for 70 minutes you just sit and you just watch one story for that whole time and I think like what you're saying Anna like the emotional engagement I think is so I think that's what theatre is beautiful at is it allows us to completely isolate from everything else that's going on in our lives and just hone in on one thing. Mm. So would you say that theatre that challenges is is kind of your calling card? Wow, that's a big question. I, yeah, I think theatre should surprise and should should challenge people's beliefs, but also I don't think it always has to do that, mind you. I think theatre, obviously different people make theatre for different reasons. Maybe 
That was a slightly um, sort of leading question, I guess, because <laughs> I, I was just going on the evidence of, of your past work. Right. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I do enjoy making work that questions archetypes that we believe to be true. And I think that's definitely the case with trade. So I think at the core of this play, it's calling into question the archetype of the perfect female victim. And I think in a lot of things that we watch about trafficking, and this is kind of why I was also compelled to write about the subject matter. A lot of the the storylines that we see about trafficking, even in some some of the best like TV shows that we watch, the victims are always reduced to sort of like a one-dimensional towering victim in the corner that don't really seem to have any sort of agency or complexity to them other than that. Um, So I kind of wanted to put like the victim at the forefront and see her in contexts other than, you know, just being a victim of this terrible thing that's happened to her. Like we see her in many different contexts throughout the play and she becomes, she's many different people. Um, And I, I basically had seen that role written time and time and time again for male parts, as I'm sure we all have, like very complex, um, sometimes cruel, sometimes kind, but very, you know, um, nuanced characters for men. But I, I guess my calling card is writing interesting, nuanced characters for women and lots of them. Um, that's what really I say is more my calling. Um, and I think in doing that, you do often more times than not like challenge the status quo a little bit because mm-hmm. there's not that many stories with interesting women at the forefront. Not enough, I don't think, yet. <laughs> yeah. I can see that trade was very well received on its original run in London. It occurs to me you could have just sat back and sort of, you know, soaked up the plaudits you'd earned so far. So what was the driving force behind taking it on a mini tour? Was there any rhyme or reason to the places that you'd chosen, having mentioned that Norwich is obviously a place that's close to your heart, well, both of your hearts, actually? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think our main thing was just wanting to tell the story to as many people as we can and to share the experience. We've been doing Q&As at each venue as well, and that's been really great afterwards just to, like, get to talk to the audience and in every place I feel like people are so connected to it and we found for example in Nottingham last week and there was a a lecturer there who lectures at Nottingham University who had come to see it and this was like his field of expertise and so I think it's been really lovely going to other places and places where people are really like thirsty for this kind of work and really eager to engage yeah and I think obviously Norwich like I grew up in Norwich Ella went to uni here it's it's lovely to come back um, and do that and then the other places I mean it's just been where we've clicked with and like different venues that uh, we feel like are suited to the type of work so as we're recording this are you Exeter tomorrow is that right yeah I'm down in Devon right now so yeah, yeah doing Exeter tomorrow um should be really exciting and that's nice because we've got yeah we've got links with the southwest through Unseen which is the charity that we're partners with who work um, with victims of modern slavery so it's really lovely to come come southwest and be near that as well because they're very close to our heart mm. yeah i mean also as well we really wanted to go to birmingham because there's quite a big balkan serbian diaspora in birmingham and it's actually the um first place in the uk to have a purpose-built Serbian Orthodox Church, um, which my grandfather actually helped organise and fund. So that was quite important to us because obviously there's that audience there and 
that demographic of people who we wanted to reach. But yeah, I mean, we we were also interested in just like reaching as many corners of the UK as possible outside of London, because I think it's important to not just limit ourselves to just one city, just because we happen to be based there. It's been like wonderful engaging with these audiences from, you know, across the UK. And I mean, this is really a question for you, Ella. As a scriptwriter, I'm slightly fascinated by scriptwriters, to be perfectly honest. Are you constantly inspired by events that happen around you? I mean, do, do you have a myriad of unfinished projects? <laughs> I mean, yeah, kind of. It's a bit, yeah, it's a bit difficult to just close yourself off from it because I have on my phone, I have just like folders of notes that I'm just like constantly trying to write things down, like things people have said around me or yeah, things that are going on. I do think you you, you can't, write about absolutely everything and some things aren't going to be right for me to write about um but yeah I don't tend to gravitate towards things that are too like shamelessly about a specific thing that happened in the news obviously I know a lot of people do that successfully but I kind of enjoy gravitating more towards like the human story and using fiction a lot more than actual like real events because sometimes if you if you stay too true to like what really happened, it can get a bit boring, actually. Um, not to say that there aren't amazing things like biopics and things, but based on historical events that are great. But mm. um, I enjoy working in fiction that is inspired by the world around us, definitely. And, and speaking of what you're working on, I mean, the, the mini tour finishes in Norwich, isn't it, on the 13th? So what's next? Any exciting plans in the pipeline? Do you want to answer that, Maddie? I don't know. Yeah, I I've got a couple of things coming up, which is exciting. So I've got um I'm doing another new play um in July, which is good. And I've um part of a theatre company, we're doing some some regular scratch nights. We're trying to build that up, which is exciting. Um so there's lots of lots of things bubbling away, which is great. I'm up to Edinburgh Fringe in the summer, which is always great fun. Um, I'm going out with a school group of 15 year old girls, which is equal parts fun and maddening. Doesn't sound like fun to me <laughs> as the father of a 15 year old. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's okay. They're lovely. They're lovely. There's a lot of TikTok going on, but I can deal with that. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Similarly, I'm working on another play at the moment. Two other plays, and also dipping my feet into a short film. So yeah, a few different things in the works, but you know, as Maddie and I both know, it takes it takes a long time to produce stuff and for it actually to come to fruition. Um so I'm not sure exact dates yet on that, but yeah, doing doing other bits and bobs. And this is just moving on to your own histories really in the theatre. What what was it that got you involved in theatre in the first place or sort of struck a, a chord with you? Um, I feel like I always wanted to do something performing artsy. I, I remember I was obsessed with S Club Seven and I was like, I just want to be. That's not S-Club where 7. I expected that to go. Yeah. And then I realized that I couldn't sing and I couldn't dance. So I kind of like limited my choices down to theatre. And I actually um started off acting and then kind of I I did a month in Edinburgh and really didn't enjoy the the performative side of it. And I kind of had a bit of a mini very early years crisis where I was like oh I really enjoy the making but I don't enjoy the performing and then like an, a mentor of mine was like have you ever thought about directing and then did that and just from there have just completely and utterly felt like that's that's where I'm meant to be so yeah that was my journey in 
similarly I I feel like I've had a similar journey like I was obsessed with Greece when I was a kid and I just wanted to be (laughs) so bad I was like just make me Rizzo I'll be happy for life but yeah similarly like couldn't really sing couldn't dance (laughs) so I I got into acting acting was like my definitely my route in and like my local amateur theatre like I did all of the plays there like that was just like my evenings and weekends And then, yeah, like I sort of, I got into actually like spoken word poetry, kind of off the back of like doing a lot of theatre and surrounding myself with that. And then seeing like a lot of poetry popping up in um, Brighton where I I grew up, which kind of inspired me a lot because it was like a combination between like performing, but also like having your own autonomy and your own say in like what you're saying and what's coming out of your mouth. So I did a lot of like, and I still do a lot of like poetry and then that kind of like I kind of thought like a natural next step for me was to write scripts I was like okay like poetry's all great but it's very short form and I really had like bigger ideas that makes me sound like some kind of Chekhov over here um, but I just had like stories that went longer than just like a couple of pages of poems so I wanted to like explore that so yeah I've always gravitated towards theatre but I do a lot of different things still. I wouldn't say I'm only a scriptwriter. Like I perform and I do poetry and produce. <laughs> Maddie and I do a lot of producing. Yeah, a lot of producing. Yeah, so fingers in lots and lots of different pies. So with that in mind, what's the dream for you guys? You know, what what's the height of your ambition? I don't know. I mean, who knows? The goalposts always change, don't they? Like I was talking to a mentor who's had players on at the West End and I'm like wow you you've had a play on at the West End and he's like yeah but I'm still thinking about what's next so I don't know if there is a massive big goal but I don't know it'd be quite nice if the National Theatre picked up a play just happened to stumble upon I wouldn't something. say no I know that um I would love to work in um within film and TV as well like I basically I think variety is the splice of life for me I enjoy doing lots of different things um I really enjoy the prospect of getting into tv as well as just working in theatre so yeah just having like a variety of different projects that are successful (laughs) would be good I think I'd love to have a little theatre I think that would be my thing I'd love to run a little theatre with the with a youth group and a community outreach and a cafe maybe a yeah, and I think I'd love to just like be able to program work and create a little community. I think that would be the goals for me. Yeah, well, I, I think that's probably just about covered everything. Just to confirm, where can you get tickets for trade? You can get them at Norwich Art Centre's website. Um, and I think that's just www. Um, Tell you what, I, I can badly edit that in if you like. Yes, <laughs> badly edit that in. NorwichArtCentre.co.uk. Yeah, it would be lovely to, lovely to see you there. Slightly shambolic ending, but almost every one <laughs> of my interviews comes to a slightly shambolic end anyway. So, <laughs> Amazing. So there we have it. That was Ella and Maddie, whose production of Trade is touring under the umbrella of Gina Productions and arriving at the Norwich Art Centre on the 13th of April. And as I so skillfully edited into the interview, you can purchase tickets for trade via norwichartcentre.co.uk. Now, if you want to do a little bit more reading about the play before seeing it, I'll post a link to Ella's website on my social media, 
But do get along if you can to support this fledgling company and of course the underappreciated and often overlooked space that is the Art Centre in Norwich. Right, now let's have a quick look at what else is happening in the region over the next few weeks, shall we? Well, firstly, we're nearing the opening of Murder on the Nile by Irving Stage Company at Theatre Royal Bury St Edmunds. If you've been paying attention, you'll know that I interviewed the show's director, Christian Jenner, a few weeks back. If you haven't listened to it, do check it out as she was a wonderful guest. But most importantly, tickets for the production, which is on between the 18th and 22nd of April, can be purchased from theatreroyal.org. Remaining in Suffolk, an Upshoot Theatre Company are putting on a fundraiser for the Fisher Theatre on the 28th of April. The evening will feature songs, monologues, poetry, music and sketches. Something for everyone, basically. Tickets for their one-off special can be bought from fishertheatre.org. Over in Cambridge, the company called the Combined Actors of Cambridge are performing translations by Brian Friel between the 18th and 22nd of April. It's a beautifully lyrical play set in rural Ireland in 1833 where English influence at the time seems to be riding roughshod over local culture. But the play uses passion and humour in looking at how language is of utmost importance to our identities. It's on at the ADC Theatre in Cambridge and tickets can be purchased via adctheatre.com. And finally, on the Norfolk-Suffolk border, the Waveney Light Opera Group are presenting their production of the brilliant Made in Dagenham between the 25th and 29th of April at Beckles Public Hall. Tickets for this fantastic musical, which I had the pleasure of performing in a few years ago and would have no hesitation in doing so again, can be purchased via beckelspublichall.co.uk. And that, folks, is all I can be bothered to feature. As usual, I'll post links to all the shows mentioned on my social media accounts. Thanks so much for listening. Do feel free to share the episode with those you think might be able to tolerate me for a bit. And tune in next time for more unadulterated East Anglian theatre nonsense. In the meantime, take care of yourselves and go watch some theatre. Bye. <laughs>